0: My Car Guru, Season 11, Episode 91. Well, hello, folks. This is Lenny Lawson, the Car Guru. And today, we're going to do our best to clear something up. I've got a lot of people who come into the dealership and call and send emails regarding warranties. And I'm just glad that they're asking, you know, before they spend the big money. Because there are a lot of scammers out there. There are a lot of companies that I guess they find out how old you are, you know, trying to take advantage of the elderly. They also uh, find out if your vehicle is getting ready to run out of the manufacturer's warranty, and you'll get all kinds of solicitations then. But most of the ones that you get either phone calls from, now I'm going to, let me clarify, all of the ones that you get phone calls from, or a warning letter in the mail stating you better act now before your warranty expires. Those are fraudulent, not good, overpriced, and when I say that, what do I mean? I mean, they have very limited coverage, and when you do have a claim, it's a struggle to get paid. Very few dealerships or independent shops will even honor those warranties that you get through the mail. So you're on your own. I mean, if you have a failure, you think it's covered, you take it to to a dealership, and let's say it is covered by their warranty. The dealership is not going to honor it. You're going to have to pay for it yourself, and then you're going to have to get reimbursed. How do you like that? Now, if you buy from one of the manufacturers one of their warranties, like Ford's warranty or General Motors' warranty or Honda's warranty, if you buy it from them, you're safe. You still will have different types of coverage that are available. But today, what I want to review is what do you get from the manufacturer that is included in the price of the car. You don't have to pay anything extra to get it. It comes with the car. A lot of people think that, you know, they have a very limited warranty from the manufacturer, and that nothing could be further from the truth. Not only do you get a warranty, you get customer assistance, you get roadside assistance. There's all kinds of great coverage. But you have to look at your trading cycle. You know, how often do you trade cars? Do you trade every two years, every three years, or do you keep a car for, you know, 10 years? If you do that, then you might want to consider buying an extended warranty. But if you're only, you know, if your typical trade cycle is every 36 months or 48 months, I don't know that you need to buy an extended warranty unless you put a whole lot of miles on a vehicle. Now, if you'll put 100,000 miles on a car in two years, you might want to consider it. But again, these are all extended warranties that you have to pay extra for. I'm not talking about the warranties that come with a car, and that's what I want to go over with you, and I will. But first, let's distinguish between what is a warranty and what is a service contract or a service promise. A warranty is something that's provided by the manufacturer. I know, I've been using the term warranty or extended warranty, and because that's just kind of the accepted terminology. But a warranty is something that comes with a product. Um, You know, I'm thinking about, okay, my cell phone, for example. I mean, I'm sure that Apple offers a warranty for a certain period of time, whereby if I have a problem with it, I can take it to them and they'll fix it at no charge. It may be a year. I don't know what it is on an, Apple, on an iPhone. But any product that comes from the manufacturer will have some type of a warranty. It, it is a limited warranty. Why do they call it limited? Well, it's because it doesn't cover every single possible thing that could happen to your phone, like if you drop it. Now, I have insurance on my phone. It doesn't pay very good, I can tell you that, but I do have insurance because, you know, now an iPhone is, you know, $1,000 to $1,200, and if I drop it in somebody's swimming pool or if I drop it on the asphalt and it shatters the screen or whatever, then I can turn it in on insurance and they'll send me a new phone. Now, my deductible is about $350, but that's better than paying $1,200, and my experience says I'm probably going to drop it. Now, as I've said on this radio show, I am a new car dealer, but I always buy my vehicles because I don't like to trade vehicles all of the time. I like to have the same vehicle for at least a couple of years because, you know, I get used to where all my stuff is and I can junk it up if I want to. I don't have to keep it spotlessly clean because some salesperson that works for me is going to call and say, hey, Lenny, we got somebody interested in the truck you're driving. So I I buy my vehicle and I lease a vehicle for my wife. It just works out really well, but I am never going to buy an extended warranty because the entire time I'm driving my vehicle, it's going to be covered by the manufacturer's warranty. There is no advantage other than a rental car or a loaner car. So you know, if you buy from a dealer like me, a smaller town dealer, typically we have loaner cars. Now there's some big bigger dealers, I guess, that have loaner cars as well, but I'm never going to leave somebody stranded. If they need a vehicle, let's say they have to bring their car to the shop and leave it for a couple nights, I'm going to loan them something to drive if they can't, you know, if we don't have any rentals available that will be paid for by their warranty. You know, if their warranty is out, I'm going to take care of them. A lot of stores don't work that way. So you might need coverage. Let's say that you have to bring your vehicle in for a covered repair. It's covered under the manufacturer's warranty. But in reality, it would only take them about an hour to to do that repair. Your factory warranty will not pay for an overnight rental car because it only takes the dealership an hour to do it, but they can't do it in an hour because they're booked full. But what's it cost to rent a car? I mean, I don't know, $49, $59, $69 a day? I'd rather do that than have to go out and buy an extended warranty and pay anywhere from $2,500 to $3,000 when I'm going to be trading in two years anyway. It just doesn't make sense. So I'm going to take my first break, and let's talk about the warranties that come with your car. The warranties that uh, you don't have to pay anything extra for, and we'll cover just about everything, and then talk a little bit about when you should consider buying an extended warranty. All right, I'll be back in just a minute. I have always had a problem with the term bumper-to-bumper warranty, because most warranties do not cover everything on the car. Matter of fact, you know, if you buy a brand new vehicle, brand new Ford for me today, the uh, brake pads aren't covered, the spark plugs aren't covered, the belts and many of the belts and hoses aren't covered. Now, if they fail prematurely, anytime during the first year, they'll be taken care of. But if it's, you know, if you just wear your brakes out, You're going to have to buy brake pads. That's not covered. Most people know that, but none of the maintenance items are covered. It's pretty much everything else is for the warranty period. Now, in a new Ford, it's three years, 36,000 miles. Um, You know, that has a very comprehensive warranty, but like I say, routine maintenance services and wear and tear parts, like belts and stuff like that, are not covered. So, what about the powertrain warranty? Well, what is a powertrain anyway? Well, it's the engine and its internal parts, the transmission and its internal parts, and the drive axles. Now on a you know for a rear-wheel drive car, um, you're going to have the engine, transmission, drive shaft, and then it's going to be connected to the rear axle assembly. So all of those internally lubricated parts would be part of the powertrain and, and covered. On a front-wheel drive vehicle, you're going to have the engine and the transaxle, which is the basically the transmissions and the, and the drive axles are all kind of made together. All of that will be covered, but it does exclude everything else on the car. Well, with the exception of four-wheel drive, so the transfer case would be part of the uh, powertrain, which basically sends power to the front axle if the rear axle starts spinning, or it could be a primarily a front-wheel drive car that will send power to the rear axle if the front wheels start spinning. So typically a a transfer case will be considered part of the powertrain, but you need to know, you need to find out whether it is or not. Now again, the bumper-to-bumper warranty and the powertrain warranty are, are provided by the manufacturer. Typical powertrain warranty will go, I don't know, five years, 60,000 miles or 5 years 100,000 miles in some cases. But it's designed to, you know, cover those big major items. So if the manufacturer's warranty runs out after 3 years or 36,000 miles whichever comes first and your air conditioning quits, that's on you. You got to pay for it. The whole thing. Now there are sometimes exceptions especially if you know the dealer, <laughs> if you have contacts in the dealership They'll work hard with the factory to try to get something taken care of that's expensive. Sometimes when the warranty expires, let's say that example with the air conditioning, your air conditioning compressor locks up and you've only got 38,000 miles on it, but you're out of the warranty and the powertrain warranty doesn't cover it. I could get that covered 100%. All I'd have to do is make a phone call. Now, some dealerships won't make the phone call. They won't let you get past a service advisor because they just don't want to hassle with it. A lot of general managers are very busy people. They just don't want to mess with it. So they tell their customer, I'm sorry, you're not covered. You're going to have to pay for it. Customer gets mad, but they go ahead and pay for it. Maybe they don't go back. Maybe they do. But if you talk to the right person, which would be the general manager of the dealership, sometimes the service manager is empowered to do that as well. But but really, the dealer, if you get to somebody like me, then we're going to find a way to get it covered. I've even gotten stuff covered that was 20,000 miles outside of the warranty. But, you know, sometimes my phone call has to go a little bit higher up in the Ford organization. So anyway, just so that, that you know to ask, that's the important thing. And then, let's see, what. oh yeah, there's the emission control warranty. Well, what's that, Lenny? Well, that's the fuel injection, anything that has to do with emissions, that has to do with uh, the electronics on the car, the computer, the onboard computer, because it controls emissions. The exhaust system is a part of the emission system. So, uh, you know, if your catalytic converter goes bad sometime within the emission warranty, then it's going to be covered. It better be. Those things are extremely expensive, especially on big diesel trucks but the emission warranty is federally mandated. They the federal government requires automakers to offer this warranty. In California it's much longer, but most vehicles are 5 years 75,000 miles on the emission control system. Make sure that if if you take your vehicle into the shop and they say well you're going to have to pay for this new fuel injector, if it's in the emission control warranty period, that's covered. That's not something that you should have to pay for and some shops try to slip that in on you because quite frankly the factory doesn't pay dealers as much for warranty repairs as the time that it takes to actually do the repairs so many dealers would rather charge the customer because they can charge more i hate to say that but it's it's true so uh, but if it's under warranty the dealer should do everything they can to get everything covered for the, con- uh, the for the consumer and not make the consumer have to figure it out. That's just not good business, obviously. Okay, let's talk about a warranty that I wish existed that doesn't and that is a paint guarantee warranty and and something for a long term. You know, I'm one of those guys that thinks that a, a factory paint job should last at least I mean and look really good for 8 to 10 years. If a customer does their part and doesn't go through car washes all the time and, you know, puts a nice wax job on the car once a year or some type of paint protection, they'll last a long time. But the manufacturers don't really step up as far as paint. I mean, it's three years, 36,000 miles. However, they do have a rust and corrosion warranty. Now, if you get a rock chip on the, the leading edge of your hood and it starts rusting, because it went all the way through the paint and the primer, and you don't do anything about it, that's on you. Uh, At one time on Ford Expeditions, we had a problem on the rear tailgates. They were rusting out around the, the license plate, you know, where the license plate fits into the rear hatch. And that was not the customer's problem. That was galvanic corrosion, which is caused when dissimilar metals come into contact with one another. Like if aluminum touches steel, there's going to be something called, it's like rust, but they call it galvanic corrosion. And that was a problem. Ford did not separate the uh, the actual two metals with a, a piece of rubber or some type of a washer that would stop this corrosion in its tracks. So we had a lot of customers coming in back when I first became a Ford dealer, you know, wanting this covered under warranty, and it it just wasn't. And then we found out that there was a policy that Ford had that if you pushed Ford hard enough, they would pay for it. Again, it's just getting to a dealer that's willing to go the extra mile for the consumer. Now, this uh, rust and corrosion warranty only covers if there is a rust-through situation in, I think it's five years or 100,000 miles. Not real long. If a car is going to rust through like that, it's going to happen probably up north somewhere where there's a lot of salt. It just doesn't happen around here. That's why I recommend buying cars from you know the southern part of this country. Unless somebody has spent a lot of time at the ocean, then could be the same result. Okay, so let's say that you buy some accessories for your vehicle. Maybe a bed cover, for example. I always buy a bed cover for for my trucks because I use it as a trunk more often than I use it to really haul anything that much. So. Uh, Is that covered by the manufacturer's warranty if you put it on yourself? No, it's not. It's covered by the accessory warranty. So you have to ask if you go to a dealership and buy accessories, and and let's say that they are you're buying a Honda and you buy a Honda luggage rack and you have it installed on, I don't know, your Honda passport or pilot or whatever, then it's going to have a different warranty. It might just be a one-year warranty. Uh, But if you ordered it on the vehicle and it came from the factory, then it is covered by the the, uh, warranty on the vehicle for a full three years or 36,000 miles. It's one good reason to order accessories from the manufacturer uh, when you order the vehicle as opposed to having it installed at the dealer. Now, the dealer warranty is still a good warranty. It just doesn't run as long. So, something to be uh, aware of. Now, let's talk about extended service contracts or an extended warranty like most people refer to them should you buy Well, we already talked about your ownership period and that you really shouldn't buy one if you're going to be covered by the manufacturer's warranty. And even if you think, well, you might need it for rental car coverage, you probably won't. I mean, the dealer will probably loan you something or just pay for a rental car if you have to. I mean, if your vehicle has to be left for a week for a one-hour repair, there's going to be an issue The manufacturer is not going to be able, going to be willing to pay for a rental car for that period of time unless the parts aren't available. So, if the parts are on back order or not available, then we can get extended time for somebody to be in a rental car, but it's still limited. So, you know, it's just something, again, you have to ask for it. And you can press the matter, say, sorry, we don't have rental car coverage for this. You know, if you get to the right person, the general manager or You know, even the service manager, sometimes they'll work with you. The service advisors are trained to offer, you know, just as the bare minimum, okay? And what the factory actually says based on the um, policies and procedures manual that they have. They can't go above and beyond. You have to say, well, I need to speak to the service manager. So sometimes that has an effect. But on extended warranties, there's two types of things that you need to look at. One is called an Exclusionary Warranty, and one is a Stated Component Warranty. The Stated Component says, okay, we cover these 125 items on your car. Well, heck, unless you're a genius, you're not going to be able to figure out what's not covered because there are thousands of parts on the car. And, you know, if the only things that are covered are the things that they say that are covered, who knows what they're leaving off exclusionary coverage is the best kind of coverage because it tells you what is not covered and then everything else is. So, you know, it may say that the paint is not covered, the exterior trim, the leather on the seats. Uh, It may say that certain electrical components are not covered. And it will state that, you know, nothing additional is covered that is already covered by the manufacturer's warranty, which is pretty obvious. So everything else is covered. So that makes it pretty easy. If it's not listed here, it's covered. I love that. That makes my life simple. Now one thing I've noticed recently is that warranty periods are being stretched out much longer than they used to. I remember when extended warranties were pretty much topped out at 100,000 miles, and now we have warranties that, that will cover up to 200,000 miles. It's amazing. Why is that? Well, it's because cars are better. Cars are lasting longer. And plus, they have the right to turn you down if you turn in a claim, if you haven't maintained your vehicle and followed the maintenance schedule. This is such a big deal, folks. I mean, when you buy a new vehicle and you buy an extended warranty on that vehicle, your best option is to take it back to the new car dealer where you bought it and get it serviced every time. Don't go aftermarket. I'm sorry, aftermarket people. Now, after the, if the warranty runs out, the extended warranty runs out, if you want to go someplace else, fine, go someplace else. Who knows? Maybe you'll save a little bit of money. But I'm telling you, if you have an issue, and um, like, like a major engine failure, and you don't have a very good record keeping repair orders and going to the same place to get your vehicle serviced, they will turn down a claim. Because, I mean, if you missed one oil change based on the recommended schedule, and and that's kind of a little bit arbitrary. I tell people to get their oil changed every 5,000 miles and get their tires rotated every time. To me, it's just really simple. A lot of people wait until the light comes on and says, change oil soon. You can do that as well. And you can still be in compliance with the warranty. But the key thing is to take it back to the dealer that sells the vehicle uh, that you bought. Now, you don't have to take it back to the dealer that you bought it from. As long as you take it back to, like, if you're driving a Chevrolet Malibu, you can go to any Chevrolet dealer, just get it serviced there, keep a copy of the repair order, and you'll be a lot better off. You won't have a problem if you have a failure because the dealer will stand behind it. All right, I'm gonna take my last break, be back here in just a minute. Yep, that's the first thing that the warranty companies want to see when there's a major failure. They wanna see the records. They want to know that you have properly maintained your vehicle. You know, and I recommend keeping a little logbook in your glove box, and every time you get an oil change, just write down the, the mileage and keep the receipt as well. I mean, I'm sorry, the date and the mileage and where you got it done and keep the receipt. It's really easy. Just fold it up, put it in your glove box, and it's always there. It will pay dividends in two different ways. Number one, if you have a claim, a warranty claim, it'll make it a whole lot easier for you to get paid. Number 2, when you sell your car to somebody else, it's going to make it worth more. They're going to love that. Even dealers love it when a, when a customer can pull out a maintenance record and say, "Look here, I've had it serviced every time it was supposed to and I had it serviced in your dealership." That eliminates a lot of the concern that used car appraisers have of whether something was uh, properly taken care of. So if you can hand him that record, it does make a big difference. Well, I hope you got something out of this. If you have any questions about this or anything else to do with your car, give me a call 423-552-2020 or text me to that same number or send me an email to lawson 2020 at com and I'll see you next time.